You are now tuned in to No One Watches Regular News No More, hosted by me, Kerry Bogar, and this is episode 37. All right, uh, welcome back. Uh, this is episode 37. Um, the Buccaneers beat the Kansas City Chiefs, so the score was 31-9. to um, The Kansas City Chiefs didn't score one touchdown the entire game. Uh, I read Patrick Mahomes ran for almost 500 yards. He was scrambling the whole game. The Buccaneers defense didn't get any credit. Um, they did a, a, a great job in containing Tyreek Hill and also keeping Mahomes backpedaling the entire game, not being able to allow him to really get any momentum and get any um, – decent throws down the field now and he he did on numerous occasions make some big throws but none big enough to get in the end zone so where it counted was the red zone and the Chiefs just couldn't get in the end zone and hats off to the Buccaneers for being able to contain their the Chiefs star star receiver heel and also uh, be able to contain Mahomes. And even though he had 500 yards, almost 500 yards rushing on the field, it just wasn't enough to uh, to allow the Chiefs to beat the Buccaneers. Tom Brady is now a seven-time uh, Super Bowl champion. He has won his seventh ring. Uh, this was was his first year with the Buccaneers. And he goes all the way to the Super Bowl and win. And when I was online last night, just kind of reading and looking at what folks were posting, um, one of the very obvious things was um, Tom Brady, you know, the rest were paid and it's rigged. You know, they were cheating and all this stuff. They never wanted to give Tom Brady any credit. When it comes to football, Tom Brady is the best to ever do it, in my opinion. You know, I've I'm lucky that I'm lucky that in my lifetime and a lot of people that are all living now, I'm thirty five, that you were able to see one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever live play football. And when Tom Brady goes in the Hall of Fame, he's a guaranteed first ballot. You know, uh, you know, there's no question about that. Tom Brady will be the greatest quarterback of all time, at least in my era. And people still do not want to give him that credit. Um, last night I was I was watching. Um, it was a moment to where Tyron Matthew of uh, the Chiefs actually got in Tom Brady's face and doing an interview. Matthew said that it was some things that Tom Brady said that he wouldn't repeat. But then he would go on Twitter to say it again, but then he would delete the tweet. And saying, you know, this is a side of Brady that, you know, I haven't seen before. I'm quite I'm quite sure on the field, Tom Brady is completely different than how he is off the field. On the field, he's very competitive. You know, he's the ultimate uh, wolf in sheep clothing. You know, he's that guy to where you do not want to make him upset. You know, he's that competitive to where he wants to win. 
and people saying that the game was rigged. They they gave the Buccaneers the the Super Bowl. No, they gave the Buccaneers the Super Bowl when Tom Brady went to Tampa. They gave the Buccaneers the Super Bowl when whenever they got Grunk, Antonio Brown, Mike Evans. Uh, the Buccaneers, believe it or not, if you watch this Super Bowl and you go back and watch the uh, conference championship in the NFC when the Buccaneers won, the Buccaneers had a decent running game. The Chiefs did not have a running game. So the Buccaneers were able to really pound the Chiefs and the running game also passing. We know that Tom Brady is is a great passer. So the Chiefs really didn't have a opportunity because a lot of people thought that their dynamic offense would would show up. It just didn't. It just didn't show up. You know, the Chiefs couldn't get nothing done. And I just wanted to really point out that I hate the fact that people got on social media and their response was very emotional when it comes to Tom Brady. Very emotional. You know, he isn't this great quarterback. And at least in my era, in my lifetime, I, I'm seeing one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really have an opportunity to watch Joe Montana play like that or Steve Young. But in my era, I'm 35. I'm seeing the likes of Aaron Rodgers play, Tom Brady, Drew Brees play. I've seen these guys play. And they're great quarterbacks, but none compares to Tom Brady. He's just that guy. I mean, you have to give him credit when credit's due. And stop making everything a personal issue with the guy. And one thing that people brought up, well, before I get into that, I wanted to talk about the Buccaneers' defensive coordinator. He's a black guy, Ty Bowles. Great job in being able to put together this great defense and, and lead them. Ty Bowles, this is Black History Month. A black man is the defensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hats off to him. Give him credit for what he did. The second thing is this. This is why I really wanted Tom Brady to, to win. The Chiefs assistant. Now, this was a story that broke um, earlier. Now, I saw this story the other day. It was Andy Reid's son, Brett Reid, was drinking before and crash. It injured a child. So Chiefs assistant Brett Reid was drinking before crash. And now a child is seriously hurt. Life-threatening injuries. So, in this article, this was on NBC Sports. Chiefs assistant coach Britt Reed, the son of head coach Andy Reed, admitted he was drinking alcohol before a car accident on Thursday night in which a child suffered life-threatening injuries. Two young children were injured in the crash, according to 41 Action News, one of them a five-year-old Girls suffered life-threatening injuries. 
Now, I was watching an interview. They said that they would not press charges or, or even pursue charges after the Super Bowl. The the NFL has a reputation of dropping the ball on numerous occasions when it when it comes to these kinds of cases, you know, drunk driving, DUIs, assault, battery, domestic violence. Okay. The crash happened shortly after 9 p.m. on Thursday on Interstate 435 near the Chiefs practice facility. Reed told police that the pickup truck he was driving hit a car that had pulled over after running out of gas as well as another vehicle that had come to assist that vehicle. The two children were in the second vehicle. Police say Reed acknowledged he had been drinking before the crash. Police say they could smell alcohol on Reed and that his eyes were bloodshot red. Reed told officers he had two or three drinks. The organization has made a uh, was made aware of the multi vehicle accident involving outside linebackers. Coach Bree, uh, Reed said the team said in, in a statement. We are in the process of gathering information and we will have no further comment at this time. Our thoughts and prayers are with everyone involved. That's all they had to say. Brett Reed pleaded guilty to DUI in 2008 and was in jail for a road rage charge. Road rage charge. So this isn't his first issue. His behavior is a problem. This is the main reason why I wanted Tom Brady to win. This is one of them. Because Brett Reed, the son of Andy Reed, involved in a car accident, this kind of has a dark shadow over the cheese it it you don't want any kind of negative attention leading into a super bowl you you just don't want that and brett reed provided that for the chiefs that dark cloud that negative attention you don't need when you're going into a big game against tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers this is the, one of the main reasons why i wanted tom brady to win this is just one of them then on top of that, people that said that he couldn't win when he left New England and he would not be with Bill Belichick, that somehow he was not that good, that great. And he goes out and proves to everyone that he is that great and he's that good and he's that dude. So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted Tom Brady to win. On top of that, you throw in people who say it's a red game and they don't want to give him any credit, no no props for what he did. Great game. Now, here's a guy that I follow, Willie D, a rapper. He's a member of the Ghetto Boys. He's two of the living members. Uh, is Willie D and Scarface Bushwick Bill has passed away. So Willie D has a tendency of, po of posting these videos, and he's giving his opinion about Tom Brady and how he's not the GOAT and all this shit. I want you just to listen to what he's saying. And then and then I'm going to read a statement that he made on his Instagram page in regards to Tom Brady. Now, for the life of me, I don't understand why can't people just cast aside the fact that he had a hat in his locker. And that he supports Trump. He's a good quarterback. That's it. We have these emotional responses and we respond like women. It's, it's almost like that baby mama 
you know, your baby daddy done moved on. He has a new girlfriend. And what you want to do is you want to badmouth him to your family, your friends, even your own child. You know, he ain't shit, blah, blah, blah. You badmouth him because you don't have nothing else to say. And this is what people do. They have these emotional charged responses. And this is what Willie D, uh, Willie D does. So here's the audio in, uh, in, in what he's saying about Tom Brady not being the GOAT. What's up, family? Free game. Tom Brady is not the GOAT. Here's why. No contact. Unlike Joe Montana, Terry Bradshaw, Warren Moon, Now, he says no contact. He brings up Warren Moon, Joe Montana, Steve Young. For those that don't know, Steve Young and Joe Montana had many concussions. Repeated, you know, shots to the head, concussions. They had these issues. CTE. Junior Seah had this, and he actually um, committed suicide. So they had to change the rules to protect the players from always getting these these head injuries. To protect the brain because it it was a study that came out that said that they were affected by this. It would cause them brain damage. All these concussions and these these repeated blows to the head, these were causing issues with the players. So Joe Montana and Steve Young had many concussions. During their career, I, I think Steve Young had eight or seven. Joe Montana had the same amount, eight or seven concussions. So they had to change the rules to protect the players from always getting these repeated blows to the head and concussions. That's why they flag you now if they see you go for the head of, of a different player. If the teams are playing, the defense goes at a guy and they go at the head of the guy and when they hit him they will throw a flag every single time it's going to be a penalty every single time they had to change the rules to protect the players because these guys were getting hurt they did studies on this stuff cte all these concussions repeated blows to the head they did studies on this stuff that's why joe montana and steve young really had to retire they just couldn't continue. That's that's why Tom Brady can play at 43 years old and still be okay. And still be mobile quarterback, very still smart, great memory. He has not had had numerous concussions like Steve Young and Joe Montana, and that's what he didn't mention. Again, it's the emotional responses that we give. is accurate as hell because he sits back in the pocket and he just throw the ball without fear of getting hit. He knows because he has a good offensive line. When he was in New, in New England, he had a good offensive line. You want to have a good offensive line to protect the quarterback. Notice how quarterbacks that are always running and 
and having to get out the pocket. Notice that their career is not really that long. You have no protection, so you have to get out the pocket and run and risk getting hit even more. The hit's not coming. And if he does get touched, it's in. They throw a bag, roughing the passer. They're throwing these flags, roughing the passer to protect the player. They do the exact same thing for wide receivers and running backs. If you, if you take a shot to the head, it's going to be a flag every single time. It's not just the quarterbacks. This dude, yes, he's accurate. But imagine how much more accurate Steve Young or Joe Montana would have been. Had because if Joe Montana and Steve Young were playing in this era, they will be protected like Tom Brady and most quarterbacks in the league. Rough in the past, so you cannot take a shot at the head or you can't do these things. They changed the rule to protect the players. They had the rule in football where you can't really touch the quarterback. Of course. Now, could he have played in that era? Of course. But who knows how... It's a contradiction. So he's saying Tom Brady is not the GOAT. And he's saying Joe Montana, Steve Young, Warren Moon, Terry Bradshaw was better. And, and, now, and, and now he's saying, of course, Tom Brady could have played in the era. Durable he would have been. And I know for a fact he wouldn't have been as accurate. Because it's easy to sit back in that pocket when you know the hit's not coming. Plus, his offensive line was superior, has always been superior. You're not comparing apples to apples when you... So he just admitted that Tom Brady's offensive line is superior. They're going to protect the quarterback. They're going to do their job. They don't want the quarterback to get sacked numerous times. It's a contradiction. This dude is the greatest quarterback of all time. Imagine if Warren Moon would have had that offensive line. He didn't. That Tom Brady has. Has always been able to enjoy throughout his career. So is it Tom Brady's fault that he has had a great offensive line? No. Is it his fault? That he has won seven Super Bowls? No. And he didn't have to fear the hit coming. Imagine how much better he would have been or how much more successful he would have been. Come on, man. Tom Brady is not the GOAT. And here's another reason why he's not the GOAT. Because, because he didn't have the offensive line... That if the same offensive line that he had, if, if Warren Moon had and, and Joe Montana and Steve Young, they would be better. That's your argument. He's friends with Donald Trump. And anybody who's friends with Donald Trump is no friend of mine. No more talk. He said the reason why Tom Brady is not the GOAT because he's a friend of Donald Trump and any friend of Donald Trump is not a friend of mine. That's his excuse of why Tom Brady is not the greatest quarterback of all time. It is an emotionally driven response. 
he has won seven Super Bowls, six with the New England Patriots, one with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that's your argument that the reason why I don't like the guy is because he's friends with Donald Trump. That's your argument. I hate these arguments, man, because it shows that we are emotionally driven. It's some kind of obsession. Obsession. We are emotionally driven. We make these statements because we we don't want to even admit that, yeah, man, this this guy is pretty damn good. No, we have an excuse. Just it sounds like a woman. That bitter baby mama. You got that baby daddy that then moved on. Got got a, a new boo, new girlfriend. He's enjoying success, doing better. You know, he has this really great image. You know, he's trying to build up his reputation. And here you come along, bad-mouthing him, talking shit to your friends, your family, your children about the father of your your child. It's the exact same mindset. It's a complete contradiction. He His only reason why Tom Brady is not the GOAT in his book is because he's friends with Tom, uh, with uh, Donald Trump. It had nothing to do with football. If you take football, you cannot deny the fact that he's not the great. You cannot deny the fact that he's not the GOAT. The greatest quarterback of all time. In in our era, seven times he has won the Super Bowl. He has been to 10. That's a great accomplishment. You have to give him credit when credit's due and disregard, and disregard the fact that he's just a friend with the guy that you don't like. It sounds like a fucking woman. I hate that argument. And that's one of the main reasons why I, I really wanted Tom Brady to win. So I can just see the people complain about it and bitch and cry. Oh, you know, he's a friend with Donald Trump. You know, he had a hat and all this shit. That's the main reason why I really wanted Tom Brady to win. So I can see people complain. Oh, it was rigged. They crying about all the other shit. I so wanted the Bucks to win this game. So. Wanted the Bucks to win. Because these people make arguments that's not even relevant to nothing. It's all based on emotions. And it's a it's a contradiction. And this is what he said on on his page, Willie D. And another thing, I'm going to watch the Super Bowl because it's it's the Super Bowl. Sound like a woman, but I don't care who wins the the, uh, duel between Brady and Mahomes. Both are Trump's friends. You have to be exceptionally low to count that dude as a friend. So now it's about Mahomes is first. It was about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not the GOAT. Now, now you bring up Mahomes. Both are friends of, of, of Donald Trump. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. But I don't care who wins it. The, the duel between Brady and Mahomes. If you don't like Tom Brady, then why watch? Sounds like a woman. Give that man credit when credit is due. Stop trying to make up all these excuses of why he's he's not good. And you bring up a personal problem. 
a hat. Oh, he's friend with this guy that I don't like. All right, so this next article is about Ice Cube. Ice Cube uh, says Biden's administration has reached out to him. So apparently Joe Biden's administration has reached out to rapper Ice Cube O'Shea Jackson. So Ice Cube said in a recent interview that the Biden administration reached out to him earlier this week and disclosed a possible meeting, possible meeting could be in the, the works for some time later this month. The music and movie star who has been making efforts in recent months to discuss his contract with Black America proposal with a nation's top politicians made the remarks during a appearance on the Ryan Cameron uncensored uh, show. On MAJIC 107.9 released Wednesday. So yesterday they, they reached out to me, he said, referring to Biden. However, he added that the details for a possible meeting had not yet been hashed out. We haven't talked yet. We're just starting to figure out when can we have this meeting and how we're going to have it. I believe it'll go down sometime this month. He said later uh, it was unclear which part of the administration reached out to Ice Cube for the interview. Earlier in the, in the interview, the, the musician said, he believes the new administration is really into helping all minorities, but added that black people in this country are in a unique position. So remember when Ice Q went and met with Donald Trump's administration and they gave him hell about that. Why did he do it? Why Ice Q? Why did you have to go meet with the enemy? We don't like this guy. We have to mature when when it comes to politics we have to be able to mature we are immature now that he's willing to meet with biden administration now it's going to be a different tone now now it's going to be a more understanding well you know ice cube you know this is what you should say should say to him and blah 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 people respond based on who they like and don't like this is a typical Democratic mindset. I'm going to bash you and talk shit about you because I don't like who you're aligning yourself with. I don't like who you're associated with. So I'm going to bash you. It's that baby mama uh, mindset, that baby mama single mother shit. I'm going to bash you because you got a new boo. I don't like who you're talking to. Why are you talking to them? We are immature. So Ice Cube is meeting with, well, they're going to meet with, my, I'm guessing it's possible they're talking about it. It's not guaranteed yet. But Ice Cube is going to meet with Biden's administration and talk about this contract with black America. And he said specifically black people are in a u unique position in this country. Black people. So people's response to Ice Cube, I imagine, will be completely different with him meeting with Joe Biden versus the first time him meeting with Donald Trump. So here it is again. We respond in an emotional way based on who we like and don't like. We have to quit doing this shit. It's embarrassing. It shows that when it comes to politics, we are 
immature. We need to grow up and stop basing everything on who you like and don't like. The personality versus what they can actually do for you. So I don't know if this meeting it will happen or not. Don't get your hopes up because this is what politicians do. You know, they'll say one thing and then they'll go back on it. So, you know, let's just wait and see if they do meet with Ice Cube and how will people respond to it. I imagine they won't respond the exact same way because they like Joe Biden. They didn't like Donald Trump. So Ice Cube meeting with Trump's administration, he received backlash. He won't receive the same backlash for meeting with Joe Biden's administration. You know, so we have to stop doing this and responding in a in a emotional way. All right, so there was an interview on the View. Um, host Sonny is it is it Hostin Hostin? I, I think confronts Van Jones for giving Donald Trump racial cover. Now, during the interview, when Sonny asked the question to Van Jones about him being that guy, that black guy that black people don't trust because he rides the fence, um, you can tell Van Jones became offended by it. You know, this is a fair question because this is what Democrats do. They'll ride that fence. They'll use emotion to manipulate you. They'll say, you shouldn't like this guy. Why do you like this guy? You shouldn't like this guy. Why do you like him? Van Jones cried when Joe Biden won. Sonny even mentioned that in the interview. He cried. Again, they're using that emotional response to manipulate you. Uh, this is what uh, she said. The, the theme of the of the doc is unity. But he was taken to task by Sonny for his emotional response to Joe Biden's win. Again, he cried when Joe Biden won. In my opinion, it's a way to manipulate black people. That the past four years was so bad. It was so bad. We have to get him gone. He's a racist. It's these emotional responses they manipulate us with. So Sonny took him to task and asked him the question. The black, the black community no longer trusts Van Jones. I most certainly do. After seeing him cry, I don't trust you. After seeing the video with uh, Alexandria Cortez Talk about her being assaulted and she brought it up and, and saying, you know, this is the task of abusers. You're trying to manipulate voters. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to manipulate people. But Sonny asked a fair question. And just listen to what Van Jones said. And this is why he can't be trusted. I don't trust Van Jones. Now, now, Van, you do spend a lot of time, uh, you know, threading the middle and trying to, to unite people. But uh, there are those who really accuse you of being a political opportunist, a chameleon, so to speak, who provided a racial cover for a former disgraced, twice impeached President Trump. You said this, and I quote, Donald Trump, and I get beat up by liberals every time I say this, but I'm going to keep saying it. He has done good stuff for the black community, opportunity zone stuff, black college stuff. There's a side to Donald Trump that I think he does not get enough credit for. Yet, just recently, typical Democrat. 
I'm going to not talk about nothing good you did. I'm not going to acknowledge that it's going to be dismissed, overlooked. We're, we're going to avoid it, turn a blind, eye, a blind eye to it. We're not going to acknowledge it. We're only going to fixate on you as a bad character, what you say. Typical Democrat. You avoid the good things on purpose. You don't want to talk about that because everybody else feels the same way. So you don't want to be honest. Can't trust Van Jones. You cried uh, on CNN when Joe Biden was elected the 46th credit for. Yet, just recently, you cried uh, on CNN when Joe Biden was elected the 46th president. Um, and you said, it's easier to be a parent now. Character matters now. Truth matters. You even mentioned George Floyd and said a lot of people felt they couldn't breathe. People in the black community don't trust you anymore. What, what is your response? Uh, oh, well, I, I, don't, I don't think that, that that's true. If you, the entire Black people don't trust him. She just told him, look, man, you didn't say Trump did X, 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 Y and Z good things and and all this shit. And then you turn around. You cry. When Joe Biden wins, you cried. And you make it seem like it was so bad. But yet you want people to overlook any good things he ever did is not fair. You want to dismiss it, overlook it, bypass it. This is how they manipulate black people. Guys like him, they get on, they bash you. It's that single baby mama shit, that that baby mother shit. I'm going to bash you, talk about you, all the bad shit you did, but I would never acknowledge any good you ever did. Van Jones cannot be trusted. All right, so let's listen to what Van Jones' response is to Sonny. And when she asked him the question about black people don't trust you, you cried, yet you talk about the good things Trump did. How do you get people to trust you when it's showing that you're manipulating them? This is what Van Jones had to say. The entire quote I said was that, that Trump has done a lot of good stuff he doesn't get credit for. And then I went on to say the reason I didn't get credit for it is because he's done all this horrific stuff said all this horrific stuff and it completely erases what he's done but what happens is social media will take the clip but they won't show the full context and so what, what i will say is this my entire life has been about bringing people together to solve tough problems for people at the very bottom who don't have anything i've spent 25 years fighting against the prison system uh, i have helped to close five abusive prisons and by working with republicans at the local state and federal level and yes including the trump administration I have helped to pass 18 bipartisan bills. We got so this guy just admitted that he had to work with the Republicans, the Trump administration. And they're helping him get what he needs to get done. He just admitted that. So there was some good that he did. Why don't you recognize that? See, what I want to do is I want to point out the obvious things. And tell people to not let people manipulate you based on their emotional response. Based on what they say, how they feel, that, that shit don't count. 14,000 people out of the federal prison system with a first step back and more to come. We got 70,000 human beings 
who were suffering in jails and prisons under COVID, released under compassionate release, working with Republicans and Democrats. Uh, you, you, if, you know, Black Lives Matter, math matters too. 80% of black folks are locked up in states that are run in part or whole by Republicans. Red That's what, see, he, he just did it again. You want to point the finger so you can stay on your side, but you just admit you had to work with the Republicans in Trump's administration. States and, and, and purple states. So when you can pass a law, as my team has done, in a Louisiana, uh, in a Georgia, in California, Michigan, red states, blue states, and purple states, to get people home, the people behind bars are not sitting up here worried, then get me out of prison, Dan, or whatever you do, don't talk to a Republican. They say, get me out of prison. And I am proud of the fact that my team at the Reform Alliance, Dream Corps, and Cut 50 have been able to work with anybody to get folks home at a certain point. Stop manipulating us then. That's what you got to say. It don't matter if they're Democrat, Republican, work together, get things done that you have to get done. Why can't you just say that, man? Why do you got to cry when Joe Biden wins? Why Why do you got to manipulate this, man? I hate these motherfuckers, man. Like Van Jones, I hate this guy. We got to stop focusing on rhetoric and look at results. People may not like everything I have said. Stop focusing on rhetoric and focus on results. Say that. But what they did, they focus on what the dude said for four years. What what he says is isn't right. It makes me uncomfortable. So you just manipulated us then. Twenty twenty election, this past election was was the biggest game of manipulation I've ever seen. Television. I try to be balanced. But look at what I've done. Who among my critics have been able to get people together to help folks at the bottom? When we fight like this about everything, and you can't give anybody even a little bit of credit for anything, who hurts? It's not the politicians. It's not the pundits. It's regular folks who don't have... God damn, man. See? I hate these people, man. Listen to what he just said. Just give a little credit. Television. I try to be balanced, but look at what I've done. Who among my critics have been able to get people together to help folks at the bottom? When we fight like this about everything, and you can't give anybody even a little bit of credit for anything, who hurts? It's not the politicians. It's not the pundits. It's regular folks who don't have nothing. Anything. People it hurts regular people when when you don't want to give this guy any credit for nothing. That single baby mother mindset that's the democrats for you that single mother baby mama mindset can't vote because they're in jail we have to put their interests first i'm never going to apologize for putting the interests of people at the bottom first people need champions whoever's in that white house i've got a responsibility to go in there and advocate and try who it don't matter who's in the white house whoever is in the white house you still got to go to bat for him and fight for the people he just admitted this Van Jones should be canceled. No, nobody should ever listen to people like him that, that talk that's one-sided. They only see it one way. They can't see any good in anybody. They have to focus on just the bad shit. 
guys like Van Jones, people should never consider nothing he says. They manipulated black people this past election, and it's a disgrace. Now, I'm going to talk about it because I see it. It's evident. Sonny just said you cried. And then this guy just went on a whole conversation. He admitted that, you know, we cannot fight like this, work together, all this shit. But yet you sat there and you manipulated people by crying. You don't want to see the good. You don't want us to give them any credit for nothing. Even the smallest thing they, they do, you don't want to give them no credit. You dismiss it. You overlook it. That's a typical Democrat for you. This past election, we've seen this. This is typical of their behavior. Don't give no credit when credit is due. Van Jones should never be trusted again, ever. All right, so let's uh, transition to a uh, story. This is more like entertainment story. Um, rapper Casanova gets in trouble in New York jail for participating in a TikTok challenge. Now, I, for one, do not care about your jailhouse stories, your prison stories, about how you make prison jailhouse burritos and nachos and you make all this fly ass shit you know with your with your extra chips and your all this bs i don't i don't want to hear your jailhouse prison stories i don't want to see how life is for you in jail and prison and it's all it's almost a way to celebrate guys bragging about commissary and how much chips they done bought and twinkies and shit like that and cupcakes and they making alcohol and doing tattoos in prison. I don't want to hear that shit. Don't care about your jailhouse or your prison stories. And rapper Casanova is a prime example. If prison is so bad, if we should want prison reform, then why the fuck are you doing a TikTok challenge in jail? Hey, man, people are fighting for prison reform, dummy. You See, it's shit like this that, that makes it difficult. When people share these dumbass videos from prison and they're making life seem like it's so damn good. So he's in hot water. So rapper Casanova, whose legal name is Caswell Sr., was slapped with the internal department charges after a woman recorded him accepting the viral TikTok uh, hashtag Junebug challenge during a video visitation. The Journal News... Uh, is it lowhood.com reported the purpose of the June bug challenge is to dance in the strangest locations one um, one can think of, but a New York jail might not have been the best choice, of course, as an inmate. In the short short clip which was posted to Casanova's Instagram page, the, the rapper can be seen doing the dance in, in a jail cell. Pictures were also posted in the Instagram page. So, again, I don't want to see your goddamn jailhouse stories. Guys in there posing pictures and they're showing, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, man. You know, we serving time, but, you know, let's go ahead and get a selfie in real quick and, and show y'all how cool it is. These punk-ass jailhouse prison stories. I don't want to hear that shit. I'm, I'm sick of seeing shit like this pop up online. People making it, it seem like it's a celebration when you're in jail, when you get out of jail or prison, it's another celebration. They're trying to get prison reform. You know, people actually care about this shit. 
but you don't make it no better when you make it seem like jail in prison is fun. It, it's, it's not. Typical dumbass shit. So again, rapper Casanova is in trouble. Gets in trouble in a New York jail for participating in a damn TikTok challenge. You know, that's what they do in prison, jail. You know, they make it seem like it's fun. Now, I never thought that I would be able to see this in my lifetime. Um, is one black man in America in the entire world in the entire world that really has some kind of black power? You know, this guy is above all people in his influence and he can persuade you. He's a megastar. Um, he's known all over the world. He's probably the most popular athlete in the entire world, LeBron James. LeBron James is the only player that I've seen that other NBA players would say, hey, man, what did LeBron say? Oh, if LeBron say we ain't doing it, we ain't going to do it. But if LeBron say we, we going to do it, we going to do it. LeBron James is that guy. It's like Tom Brady in the, in the NFL. LeBron James had that power. So, so in this article, uh, LeBron James calls NBA's decision to have an all-star game, all-star game this season is a slap in the face. This is what LeBron James says. And all because of the whole COVID thing going on right now. Now, you can't tell me that these NBA players don't have any kind of juice or power. They got some power, man. LeBron James, again, he's the, the only black man I've seen in America. The only black man I've seen that really has black power. The NBA will hold an, hold an all-star game this season, and, and LeBron James strongly disagrees with the decision. James is second in the NBA all-time votes thus far, and the contest will be his 17th uh, to play in. However, he disapproves of the game happening this season. This is what... LeBron said, LeBron on NBA All-Star Game, I have zero energy and zero excitement for an All-Star Game. He said he doesn't even know what they're having an All-Star Game for this year. Called it a slap in the face. Again, LeBron James has black power, man. The only player I've seen in history thus far, well, in my lifetime. I think Jordan had that juice too, but Jordan just didn't really. He wasn't that guy to voice his opinion about certain things. Jordan just played basketball. He was that guy. Um, but Le whatever LeBron says, people consider it and say, what did LeBron say? Okay, let's wait for a second and, and uh, let's actually talk to LeBron first. The decision comes amid a season in which the NBA has implemented a strict COVID-19 protocols, including regular testing and wearing face masks on the bench the game which would be held on March 7th, will be in Atlanta. And players will continue to be tested daily. Although testing and COVID protocols are, are remaining the same, players will be able to travel around the U.S., Virgin Island, and Puerto Rico. So James is not really that excited about the All-Star game because of the pandemic. Uh, this is what uh, Kings player De'Aaron Fox said. Um, following Wednesday, Kings uh, win over the Celtics. De'Aaron Fox 
discussing while playing the All-Star game during the COVID-19 pandemic is stupid. This is what he said. You know, that's the, that's his honest opinion. It's, it's stupid. Why have it? You're going to have all these people around and, you know, and people are probably not, uh, probably not going to be wearing masks. Even at the Super Bowl, you, you saw a packed stadium. Even after Tampa won, you know, you were seeing people in the streets. People don't care about the whole COVID thing. You know, this is a, a pandemic that people should be taking seriously. But, you know, they're they're not, you know, they're at football games, basketball games, you know, at clubs, parties. So life, for the most part, goes on. This is what uh, Doc Rivers is fine with the league having an all-star game. He said it's good for the league. We should have one. This is what Doc Rivers said. But everybody don't agree. See, Doc Rivers does, doesn't have the black power like LeBron James has. LeBron James has black power. You know, he's the only guy I've seen in my lifetime so far that really has that juice. Um, rem- Remember Patrick Beverly? This is what he said about LeBron. If LeBron James said he hooping, we are hooping. This is what Patrick Beverly said. This was uh last year. Now this was amid like the whole protesting and uh this was like doing the whole George Floyd thing, social justice, and happened around the same time as uh, Jacob Blake's uh case thing uh, happened. Patrick Beverly uh, said that if LeBron James say we hooping, we hooping. This is his tweet. Hoopers say all, say what y'all want. If King James said we hooping, we are hooping, not personal, only business. Hashtag stay woke. Patrick Beverly in a, a very direct way without saying it, he's saying, look, man, LeBron James got that juice. If LeBron James say we hooping, we hooping. If he say we ain't going to be hooping, we ain't going to be hooping. So like a lot of players around the league, LeBron James has been that guy that has spoken up when it comes to social issues. When black men are being gunned down in the street, unarmed black men, LeBron James is speaking up and saying things about it. So during the season, if you remember last year during the season, this was about July, August. It was some protests going on. And the NBA playoffs game got canceled. Players were protesting. They were protesting. So when it comes to the leverage, the power that these NBA players have, the leverage, the power that even the NFL players have, with both leagues being 70% black, they have some influence. Don't think they don't have any influence. They do. Like I said, LeBron James is a top athlete in the entire world. He's well known. Some people like him. Some people don't like him. But you can't deny the fact that he has that black power. He has it. So this was an article uh, last year during the NBA playoffs. Remember, games got canceled because of this. People forgot this. This was in, in, in response to 
the uh, police shootings happen against racial injustice. Making their strongest statement yet in the fight against racial injustice, players from six NBA teams decided to not play postseason games. This was a boycott. This was around the league. Also caught off some games in Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and three WNBA contests. As players across four leagues decided the best way to use their platform and demand change was to literally step off the playing surface, off the field, off the basketball court. They postponed games, man, because of racial injustice. Because these things were happening. So you can't tell me that when it comes to sports, it's not just about the game, but these people got juice. All these these NBA superstars, the NFL, Major League Baseball, they got juice, man. LeBron James has the most juice at all of them. Well, well LeBron James says goes. So, so when people say it's not possible, it is possible. I've seen it. You postpone NBA games. You postpone baseball games. It's possible. If they can really put their mind to it and come together, they can get things done. They can, they can even go to Congress, the government, and, and get things done. During the offseason, like, it has to be some movement because regular people just, it, it has to be somebody with a strong enough image. LeBron James has it. Black man, married, black wife, never been in any trouble, never been arrested in any scandal. Perfect, perfect fit. I prefer him over T.I. any day. Perfect fit. Throw, throw him in the mix. Get it done. He's the perfect guy that can do what LeBron James can. I don't see anybody else that has the juice like he has. So using your platform to postpone games, that's that's cool. Take it a step further. Get to Congress. Get the government. Get to the president. Talk to him. That's how you get things done. Not just kneeling and protesting, saying you won't play. That's symbolic. I'm saying real, meaningful change. LeBron James got that black power, man, that juice. He got more than anybody. And I would love to see him do more. But it's it's not up to me. It's up to him. But But what I'm saying is that if you don't see it like I see it, like LeBron James had that black power. He has that juice. Like Patrick Beverly said, if he say we hooping, we are hooping. That's LeBron James. What he says is golden. If LeBron James said, look, man, I don't understand why we have an NBA All-Star game. I'm not with it. I'm not feeling it. It's a slap in the face. You might want to consider what he say. Because if the king ain't happy, it's going to be a lot of people unhappy. You make sure that you please the king, make sure he's satisfied, make sure he gets his way, and you stay out his way. That's how I see it. LeBron James just got that juice, man, and 
if you don't see it like that, I, I don't I don't know what to, uh, what to tell you, man, that that dude got black power, man, for real. All right, so that concludes my podcast for today. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen to my podcast. No one watches regular news no more. Hosted by me, Kerry Bogor, and this was episode 37.